It's time for Quarantine Cabaret Cocktails with Robert Bannon and Lee Lessig. sound like a robot. You. I was just eating pizza, which is the one thing that we do the best out here on the East Coast. And then Lee scared me like a robot. Do I sound like a robot? Hi, everybody. Happy birthday. No. It's like Darth Vader. Maybe you be... We're live, super live, and we're here. Here we are. Hi. No, it still sounds scary. I'm gonna right back. You know, let everybody. Finally, I have the show to myself. <laughs> All week long, I have literally been flipping between two things. Half of the week, I've been singing. Oh, after, and I think we can make it one more time. And then the other half of the week, I was singing, you step into my life like I'm oh so happy. You step, Melissa Manchester and Melba Moore are here live. Grammy winner and Tony winners are here. Wow. Well, the most professional well-being. No. Well, we're here and I'm here to uh, and we'll get this fixed, everybody. Actually in this I guess the did you I can't really hear you. Yes. You. Uh, I'm here. Listen, I have, look at this shirt. Hold on, everybody. We're going to bring Melissa out in a minute. Look, I got this this jacket. My friend Gabby made it for me. And it is literally, look at this jacket. I lo love it. Gabby does all things. It's on Instagram. It's got the trans flag, the rainbow flag, and not to be political, but we got to get this show over with so everyone could go watch Jill Biden's speech tonight and um, vote in November. Hi, Lee. How are you? Oh, you're here. I just don't mind me. I was just making a public service announcement. How are you? I'm doing great. Well, you know, I just want to say that we have like two of the greatest singers ever, in my opinion, on the show tonight. But I also, you know, I do my research before the show and Robert, I found somebody that I like Peloton with told, sent me a clip of you on stage with another like rock star diva.
How yes. could we be on the air with the show for 20 weeks and I never knew that happened? Patty LaBelle was my first professional gig at 12 years old. I was at Juilliard and I was in a boys and girls choir and we did a show at the Beacon Theater in tribute to Laura Nero and we sang with Patty and then I got to do that with her a couple of years ago. Wow. I just got to live my inner diva life, Lee. I just love that. <laughs> did she just pull you out from the audience or did you know you were gonna be on? No, I told my friend Mike who was with me, I said, she pulls someone up from the audience for Lady Marmalade every show and I'm going. Wow. <laughs> you are brave. See, you are brave. I don't have that gene. <laughs> Speaking of no. concerts, I was flipping through the TV the other day and the Fighting Temptations was on and Melba Moore with Beyonce popped up on the screen. And I was like, the body of work of Melissa Manchester, thank you for showing that. That was the most embarrassing, wonderful moment ever. And it was the most fun thing ever. And I saw Mel, and then Melissa Manchester, you know, I am obsessed with all things, all things Manilow forever. <laughs> and I just told the story before the show that when I was 18, I asked my parents when I graduated high school instead of a graduation party to go to a Barry Manilow meet and greet. And Melissa is the sweet Melissa of Could It Be Magic? And my parents who are over here in this picture, they we listened to Melissa Manchester all the time growing up. And we went to see Melissa at the Mayo Center for the Performing Arts in Morristown, New Jersey. And we all went as a family and we grew up listening to her music. And then, you know, my club days, there's nobody better than Melba Moore to dance to. So the, both of these ladies are such, I'm such fans. Wow. Well, I don't want to waste any time no, neither. because we've got so much to cover. I um, found out some things that I did not know this week. First of all, do you know that Melissa Manchester is the only artist ever to be nominated for two Academy Awards in the same year? Did you know that? No. No, I, I, I did. She wrote <laughs> Through the Eyes of Love for the movie Ice Castles and I'll Never Say Goodbye uh, from the movie The Promise. Twice in one year. Uh, insane. Did you know that she created the role of Maddie, the title character's mother uh, on Blossom? I do know that she's Blossom's mom on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. And I'm not even talking about all the incredible hit songs that, I mean, that's what I grew up with. Um, and um, so I just want to um, just show like a sort of a career little sizzle that we Sing put along. together. Sing along <laughs> I, know. <at> home. <laughs> I know. So I hope you have a lot of time because this is about 48 minutes long. <laughs> Gentlemen, Miss Lewis in Manchester. <laughs>
Thank you very much. What an honor. What an honor. Oh, my pleasure. Thank How are you? you? Very well. How are you? We're good. We're good. How are how is how's your quarantine? My quarantine has been uh, odd but active. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm fine. I'm I'm keeping myself sort of busy. Um, I wrote a choral piece called "Awake" that's been posted, and uh, that was very that was very lovely. I had 17 of my dear friends sing on it, and that was really something. And how did that come about? Well, I've been carrying this poem by Rabindranath Tagore since uh, I discovered it uh, when I was 17 around with me. And I, um, I knew I was hearing music. I just wasn't hearing it distilled into a melody. <coughs> Pardon me. And then um, a couple of years ago, during the summer, one morning, I made my pot of coffee and I heard it. And I stayed in my pajamas and I wrote. And I wrote from the top down. I wrote soprano, alto, tenor, bass, and all the piano parts, four bars every day, because I'd never written that way. And every day, and I finished it, it took me about a month to write it. Wow. And it was amazing. It was amazing because what I am finding, thank you, is that what I work on sort of grows into the moment. Mm. That's not my intention. It just seems to be how it's turning out with my music. And so I'm very, very grateful. You can find the piece called Awake on YouTube or on my uh, you know, page, but it's just beautiful. And you released it during uh, the, this pandemic. I did. I released it during the pandemic. I was seeing wonderful choirs uh you know doing doing really inspirational fantastic work and posing the words so you could follow along and really bring a lot of energy to it and uh, paco silvo created a beautiful video to go with this and you see all the singers and it's just it's just moving and the words written by rabindranath tagore were written almost 100 years ago not about the united states at all but an entirely different country but the the um the depth the musicality the resonance of the words just stuck with me and i you know it took me a very long time to hear the music but once i did there it was it was great Wow, I want to play a little clip of the video for everybody. Oh, great, sure. It is a powerful, wow. thank really much. Ah, thank you so much. Thank you for playing that. Yeah, and yeah, of course. This is a this is a moment of really uh, standing your ground and uh, choosing yeah. what side of history you want to be on. Right, right, absolutely. Right, agreed. I um, and speaking of you were talking about being a songwriter, I know you have sung songs by Peter Allen and Marvin Hamlish and all, sure. but you are an incredible songwriter. Oh, thank you. Songwriting ability. You and Carol Bayer Sager's music together, and your music by yourself. 
Coming From The Rain has been recorded by so many singers, but your version of it is stunning. Oh, no, thank you. song that thank will live forever. Thank you very much. Thank wow. you. You know, years ago at the, um, at the Cinegrill, at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. Oh yeah. Um, a friend of mine was in charge of um, fundraising events for Jewish Federation. And uh -huh. they were giving an award to Carol Bayer Sager. Yes. And so she called and said, would you be part of the concert? And I was like, oh, sure. And I had met Carol before um, because I worked for Henry Winkler and his wife, Stacy, and they were uh -huh. very dear sure. friends. Yes. And so they put me in touch with the musical director who I did not know at the time. And he said, we're gonna do um, we're gonna do a new rendition of Don't Cry Out Loud. And I was like, oh, okay, great. And it was a beautiful, I don't remember his name. It was a beautiful rendition. And uh -huh. I get there and on the stage are, you know, Carol and David Foster and like no yes. pressure. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, I was like 29 years old at the time or 30 years old. And um, we've spent all weekend trying to find like the cassette or VHS that this was on, but I couldn't uh, find it. Oh. I know, but what an honor that was. Because I grew up listening to that song. I mean, you know, it's like, it was always one of my favorite songs. Yeah, I, I have been honestly very blessed in not only being able to write with extraordinary people, but be gifted by by those people of songs that they've created um, through the eyes of love and um, and um, the uh, the promise I'll never say goodbye mm -hmm. were written. I didn't write those songs. I was I was nominated as a vocalist, but okay. but that was a really good year to be singing <laughs> those songs because they were all written by my friends. And in those days, you know. Marvin Hamlish would call me up and say, would you like to sing this song? Okay, can I bring my band? Sure, and that was it. That was Through the Eyes of Love. Right. You know, and uh, and of course, uh, I'll Never Say Goodbye is a magnificent song written for a, a little known film called The Promise, but it was written by my friends, the lyrics by uh, Marilyn and Alan Bergman and uh, oh, wow. David Char. Yeah, it's just incredible. Yeah. It's just- Bergman, uh, It's interesting to me because back in, you know, obviously there are a lot of singer songwriters out there, Elton John and Billy Joel and, you know, whatever. But um, mm -hmm. you had a huge career as a singer. Like people knew, I first I knew you as a singer. Yeah. And then discovered, you know, your incredible library mm -hmm. of, of, of songs that you wrote as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, in the you know, and also, you know, the sensibility of music in those days was that the melody led the way. It wasn't. It wasn't so much the rhythm. It was just the melody and the lyrics were still leading the way. And it was just a magnificent time to travel around trying to get record deals or publishing deals. You know, with my friends Barry Manilow and Patty Austin and Valerie Simpson and Nikki Ashford. We were all jingle singers, and so it was. Uh, it was pretty great. I just heard Barry on another show that you were on with him, and he he was telling the story about about Valerie Simpson and you and him as in jingle sessions, and then you're of course the storied career you guys had with Bet, and then your own big careers. And he said, the best voice he ever heard is Melissa Manchester. Oh, that's so sweet. We used to have such a screamingly hysterical time. We could really get the words out to sing for these, you know, for those, these uh, sponsors and all that, because we were just enjoying each other's company so much. And, and everybody was so supportive. We were all traveling in Manhattan. That's where we were all located. 
And we were all looking for, you know, that next meeting, that next publishing deal, that next record deal. And we were just, we would just sort of meet singing in a jingle and saying, did you meet what happened? You know, we were all very, really present for each other. It was beautiful, very, very, um, very lovely time. It's different today, huh? I don't know what it's like today. I, I think what is true, actually, and it, it completes the circle, is that when we were all paying very hard dues, and Mel Melba can certainly uh, concur, I believe, is that we, we made our living by performing. Um, right. as, as a recording artist, yes, you got an advance, and that was great. Those days are pretty much over. But you made a living as a performer. And these days... Um, you have you have have to be back making a living as a performer once they lift this um, this veil, so we can all get back to work. Correct, absolutely. Yeah. So you have um, a new album. I do working on yes. Yes, I have a new album. Uh, it's going to come out single by single, uh -huh. and it's called Review. R E colon V-I-E-W, because it is the sort of re, uh, rethinking of many of my hits. Um, the, the agenda is, in all transparency, is that um, I, you know, when you're performing songs enough, they, you tweak them over the years, yeah. you grow into them, right? They find their time again. And, and also, because the record company owns all of my masters, this was the only way I could empower myself and own the masters. And that's what many artists are doing these days. They are re-recording their hits with enough tweakage to make it interesting. And I will tell you um, that none of these songs uh, on the forthcoming album have a fade. They all end. The fades are so 70s. <laughs> so the original I version. It's so wonderful. You know, it's so wonderful to be on stage and things finish and then right, they're right. So and I thought, let's put that into the studio. Yeah. <laughs> but when you first recorded them, because that was the style in the day, they all faded. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, 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 sure. It was. But then I, you know, I, I would rethink certain harmonies. Um, you know, on Midnight Blue or or Just You and I or, or Don't Cry Loud or any of them. And it was really interesting because, you know, another blessing for me is I have never in all of these decades of doing this, I've never grown tired of these songs. I, they have given me, they've provided vehicles for me to grow into them because they were, they were well structured and well constructed and, and they've really become monologues of my life. Wow. Yeah. I only listened to one, the, the, the single, which we'll talk about in a bit, but I sure. have to say, you sound amazing. I mean, oh, your voice is as like strong and <laughs> powerful and, I, you know, I expect when I'm listening to singers, I'm a singer myself. And, and as we get older, you know, things change mm -hmm. and shift. Yeah. I was really, I was really blown away. You sound fantastic. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm not singing in any of the original keys. <laughs> you know, Mello, you know, Barry has got me beat. He sings all in the original keys, which I don't know how he does that. But, um, oh, wow. uh, but my voice has deepened and widened, and um, I'm. I, I think uh, the adventure is still terribly interesting. Wow. Um, yeah. I'm only going to say this because I, I I see you sitting at your piano. Would you want to give us a little taste of something, maybe? Oh, sure. Sure. Well, since you brought it up, um, 
I will give a little bit of the following song. for yourself for such a long time there's so much to say no need to explain just an open door for you to come in from the rain it's a long road when you're all alone and someone like you will always choose the long way home there's no right or wrong i'm not here to blame i just want to be the one to keep you from the rain from the rain from the rain and it looks like sunny skies now that i know you're all Time has left us older, but wiser, I know I am. And there you go. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Did you me up off the floor, right? <laughs> wow. Melissa Manchester just sung. Sang. Sang. To us here on our show, Lee, I don't know I what happened in my life. I love it. I, I'm. Thank you so much. For my that. pleasure. Thank you. I want to play a little bit of um, the single, which is coming out. Is it? Next it's coming out around around yes, around the twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. Song written by Carol Sager and myself. Yes, called just called you just and you and I, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, the artwork that everyone's going to see while the while the clip is playing, is a collage of Melissa's um, album catalog, which is huge. Well, <laughs> what it is 27? No, 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 it's, it's gonna be 22 with this one. But 22. What's, yeah, what's really thrilling for me on this rendition of Just You and I is I used the Citrus College Singers and mm. I, I composed the, I wrote the choral parts for them and they were so stunning. <laughs> they were so, it, it's so thrilling to have them. And I, uh, and also Gerald Albright is playing sax, yes. dear friend. Yes. So. Gorgeously, gorgeous. A gorgeous I, solo in the song. Yes, I love Citrus College. We do a lot of um, work there. Their band, their band oh. is, Fantastic. Their jazz band is incredible. Their band, their facility, their studio, their theater, everything. Their oh, they're incredible. incredible. Yeah. Professors are astounding. The kids are astounding. Well, here is Just You and I from Melissa's upcoming uh, album called Review. Ooh, and this will come out. Yes. And this will come out next week. Mm -hmm. Ish. At the times when you're more afraid That is the moment when dreams are made Then just, just, just you and I 
gorgeous. Thank gorgeous. you. Thank gorgeous. you. Thank I want to. I'm going to keep you on for a moment because we have sure. a friend of yours actually joining uh, us. Lover. I know. Lover. I, I know. I actually saw her in Pearly. <laughs> yes. Which that was like her first big Tony show. Award I saw her. Award in, show. I saw her in Hair. Yeah. Yes. No, White that's right. That was, that's yes. right. That's right. Yes. Hair was first. Hair was yes, first. Yes, it was. Yes, it Of was. course, we're talking about Tony Award winning, incredible Melba Moore. Here's a little snippet of her career. Dance. Get ready. It's so good to see you. So good to see you. And before you go go off onto your interview, I just want to tell you, we shared the most blessed day eight years ago this month uh, in New York at Lincoln Center in tribute to Laura Nero. Oh. Remember that? It was one of the great days of my <laughs> life. <laughs> anyway. I, I was remastered with Kashif. Do you remember that one? I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. 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 Right, yeah. But, but one more. One more. I got a bone to pick with you. We're sharing, guys, we're sharing the same man. 
<laughs> David Joseph. Oh, yes. Yes, we are. Our new designer extraordinaire. David oh, Joseph. wow. We love oh, him. Wow. Yep. Hi, David, up in Boston. Hi, David. <laughs> I love that. Mm -hmm. Well, you two yeah. are both absolutely the two of the greatest singers, period. So we're not both here on our screen, really. Yeah. Melissa, I know that you have to run off to I another do. virtual event, but I I'm so, we're so thankful and blessed you. that you joined oh. us. You are, we're, we're crazy fans. Ah, well, thank you all so much. Love you, Melba. Thank you, everybody. Well, everybody, take care. Bye-bye. Melba Moore. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. How do you do that? I'm ready to come over for voice lessons. <laughs> Can I just say oh, that the thing that strikes me, because I fell into like a YouTube hole of Melba uh, this week, and is that when you sing, it is just like effortless. It's just it feels like you have such such a powerful voice, but it just feels effortless. Is it effortless? No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, it's amazing. It's just amazing that you can produce you. that you. sound uh, and 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 make it look so easy. I'm jealous. Thank you. It just it just it took a long time. It wasn't always there, and I I think the note is getting higher and longer. <laughs> I, I'm ready for you to break the record. That's coming, break. right? You um. You're obviously we talked about hair. You were in the show with Diane Keaton. You you replaced Diane Keaton in the show, but you're in the original company. You then went on to win the Tony, and have you been singing your whole life? Like, how did you discover no. your yeah. No, as a matter of fact, I started my um, work life as a public school music teacher. Um, my I know you're a Jersey girl, like huh? me. A Jersey, well, I'm a Jersey boy. Well, I was born in Harlem Hospital, but. When my, my mother was a professional singer, married my stepdad, we moved to Newark, New Jersey. I uh, finished my education there, and I, I taught music in the public schools. Then I asked my dad to please take me to some of his colleagues to see if I could be a performer like they were. And guess who I ran into? Valerie Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> Valerie Simpson is how I got into the uh, backup studio um, jingle. Um, world and started my career there. But it was from one of the recording sessions there. As a matter of fact, Value was invited to do hair too. Oh, wow. And was Broadway like something you aspired to or did it just kind of show up? Never heard of it. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. As a matter of fact, when Jerry Ragney, who's one of the, the um, playwrights and one of the stars yep. of hair, <clears throat> Uh, asked me what I like to do hair. I told them I do not have a Bachelor of Arts degree in music to do nobody's hair. <laughs> I said, you don't want to need a hairdresser. Have you ever seen Gary Rodney? <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical. And then from well, he, he explained to me that it was a Broadway show and uh, we were doing the music about uh, Galt McDermott who wrote the music for it and he mm -hmm. brought us, he was doing his own solo album of it. <clears throat> but they were still casting for it. So I went to sing for the uh, director and the producer and that's how I got into hair. That's amazing. amazing. That is just amazing. My, a very good friend of mine who actually 
works with me. He lives in New York, but he was on a cruise recently. It might have been the cruise right. Be were you on a cruise like right before COVID? Yeah, the um, COVID shut me down. Yeah. <laughs> I believe he was on with a group performing. Um, I think the group was called Carol's Kings. I was in After Midnight. Yes. Right. But he said that when I told him you were going to be on the show, he was like, I was just on a cruise with her. Number one, she is the nicest person <laughs> you could ever meet. And number two, her voice is amazing. Do you know that show, After Midnight? I yes. sure do. Well, first of all, it's dance-driven. Yes. So they do amazing things with their bodies. <laughs> Second of all, it's a big band. So it's this all these fantastic songs from like the 40s and 50s. And on Broadway, uh, Fantasia did the lead role. Mm -hmm. And you all know you can't replace Fantasia. Well, if you're going to replace Fantasia, <laughs> you're a pretty good place to start. <laughs> I'll say it this way. I did the role that she did. That, wow. I'm sure you did it. That's amazing. And then from theater, you went on to have, I think we saw 18 dance hits to, to over 12 top 10 arms. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, I had a great, 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 great manager. He was my husband. He's not now, but he was then. He gave me a lot of hits. What he did was uh, he had no background in theater, uh, but he, he did uh, get me back into the theaters. I'd lost my career because I didn't have a manager. I didn't really know what I was doing, so but I, I met him, and he um, brought me back with Jeffrey Holder and Eartha Kitt to come back to Broadway in Timbuktu. But after that, um, he got me signed with Mercury Records and um, with uh, uh, Capitol Records, <clears throat> with e EMI, and I even wrote a few songs. But he's the reason. His name is Charles Huggins. I should give him credit. <laughs> Because he helped us discover Freddie Jackson, Najee, okay. Lisa Morgan, uh, all, just tons and tons and all, all of the major R&B groups of the 80s, actually. I was going to say, wow. your duets with Freddie Jackson are absolutely timeless. Talk about two singers. Man. Man. Well, yeah. I discovered him, okay? Well, that, <laughs> that's, that's right. Then he discovered me. <laughs> <laughs> And you have a new single out, a new dance yeah. single. Yeah, I've, I've made a couple of other discoveries. <clears throat> the person who wrote this song for me, <laughs> I'm not like Melissa, I can't write no songs. Not me either. <laughs> I want to show everybody, I, I have the uh, the album cover here. Okay. There it is. <laughs> Just doing me. Just doing me, yes. It's written by George Pettis. And on it, you hear this incredible piano solo. And uh, the lyric, I mean, it's so uh, sassy. And it sounds like I'm saying, nobody else can do me better than I can. I'm just, I'm, I'm still here. And st I sound like so sassy. Well, I didn't write that. Angela Pettis wrote it for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a great actress, OK? Yes, yes you are. I want to play. Um, uh, we have a, a little snippet of the of the new single, so everybody can hear it. Right. 
it's a bop, as they say. That, it is that, a that bop. Is, that's a bop. Thank now, you. It's, go, go ahead. No, go on. Now you ask better questions than I do. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say anything uh, about the song. I was just going to say, what is your like secret? Because you look incredible. Thank you. I'm not going to. Um, I'm not going to share age or anything, but you look amazing. <laughs> amazing. Thank you. Um, well, I hate to get religious, but it's Jesus. Okay. And um, so this this time when we're shut in and shut down, I'm going to get better. <laughs> <laughs> what is your What is your takeaway? I mean, everybody's obviously we're all navigating this crazy, well, unforeseen time. What is yours? Take away from, from I don't this. think I don't think that God shut this down, but he let us go on and on and on and on until we don't do things the right way, they come to an end. And <clears throat> you've got to pay attention to what is true and what is right because you could walk outside and lose your life. Yeah. 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 And when we but do you're saying I look better. <laughs> you you do. You do. And I do believe, I do believe that our lives are forever changed and there is going to be a new normal. Yes. But I do believe that when we finally, um, you know, exit our, our homes and habitats, um, it will be for the better. Absolutely. I, yeah, I do. We kind of weed all the garbage out and you kind of have to because you have a choice of being uh, claustrophobic or shut in or, and, and if you um, allow yourself to do that, you will be depressed. You will, you won't come, you'll come out worse Absolutely. if you if you survive it. But if you hold on to God's unchanging hand, <laughs> Amen. I hear that. Amen. Are you are you in Manhattan? I'm in West New York, New Jersey. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, that's like isn't that, that's like right over the bridge. Yeah, but do you live here? I live no, in, but I used to live there, and I have a friend. Doesn't Jessica Jessica Vosk lives in, in West uh, New York? New yep. York? yep. Because from Jersey City all the way up to Fort Lee. That's Fort right. Where, oh, now, where are you? I'm in Fort Lee. Okay, you at the top near the bridge, uh -huh. but you. It's all by the Hudson. Mm -hmm. It's all brand new. Beautiful. Wow. And, and it all happened since 9/11. True. They built it up. And I say this, Mel, but people in New York always say, why don't you live in New York? I say, you live in New York and pay a ton of money and look at New Jersey. I live in New Jersey and I look out my window and look at New York. About that skyline, honey. That is the most beautiful view. I'm gonna have to take you. We're gonna have to go to, to lunch. Please. The water side. I'm coming. We'll I'll go. punch a hole in my mask and go to lunch with you. That, that's a deal. That's a deal. That's it. It's happening. But I, I, I'm a, in education in North Bergen, so I'm right up the hill from 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 over by the well, well, you know, well, one of the things I do, um, there's a lot of hills. Yes. So, what, so for me, one day it's Mount Zion. One day is Mount Horeb. I've walked all the way from, um, I don't know if you know where Port Imperial is, going I toward, agree. okay, I walked all the way to, um, <clears throat> well, almost up to uh, Fort Lee, past Edgewater. Wow. Um, now that's a walk. That's why I'm cute. Melba, if I'm driving, that's why car, you're cute. You gotta breathe, baby. <laughs> if I'm, I'm gonna driving, start walking with you. <laughs> if I'm driving my car on River Road and I see Melba Moore, you're gonna see I'm me. Honest, I'm pulling over and I'm gonna start walking right next to you. 
If you park the car and start walking. And we're going to do it. We're going to, I'm just doing me. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. But I have my head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm a snake in neck. <laughs> do you, do you walk every day? Yes. Yeah. Wow. And you have a live virtual concert coming up in September. Yes. So that's exciting. But I got a bunch of them. Praise so, the Lord. One one of the things that's been happening. Some of the I was um, starting to do the um, what is it? The wine? What does they call it? Wine cellar? No. What do they call it? City the, winery. City winery. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because they're starting. They were starting to open up. I don't know what's going to happen with them now. <clears throat> and so I had a whole bunch of them all set up. So I was going to probably do a tour of that. But that was all shut down. I'm not going back out on on um. A cruise ship no more. <laughs> That's like a can of sardines shut up to catch something. <laughs> oh no, I won't be able to hold my long nose. <laughs> I'm not going on no shit. Uh-uh. Actually, there may not be a cruise industry after this because oh they have gosh, a really right. difficult time uh, handling um, contagious diseases. But yeah. uh, <clears throat> um, I've I actually have another recording out. Call Let's Stand Together, which I co-wrote with Jamie McFadden and John Whitehead, and that's coming up. But I did that quite a long time ago. But um, <clears throat> I do a lot of community service work. So um, one of the things I do, I've done, I made a recording of Lift Every Voice and Sing, which is a Negro national anthem. Which and was, was a hit. Huh? You, made it, you made it a hit. You made it a radio hit. I mean, it's a song that has been. Yeah. And, and so I've kind of re-released that for unity. I'm not a politician, but I can use my music to do that. I am yeah. a community servant. I do a lot of um, volunteer work and uh, um, fundraising for, for people who do good work. So I'll be out and I'll be walking up and down West New York anyway. I'm, coming. I'm finding you. We're going, that's it. We're going to go have some healthy, I was going to say pizza, but yeah. <laughs> I'm a senior now. I can't eat pizza no more. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have a nice salad somewhere. You have to eat greens. Got a, a lot of uh, um, work coming up, and a, a lot of concerts, and um, going to UK and a bunch of places abroad. Once when will the, when do you think that will start? When do you think that'll start again? It may not start for quite a while. I think what we're going to have to do is because first of all, the only thing we know to do right now is to wear a mask. Uh, um, separate ourselves and distance ourselves, but we don't know how to treat it. And I don't mean a vaccine. We don't know what to do with the symptoms. So until we can kind of figure out actually what the disease does, I think it's going to be maybe through 2021 that we'll have to do things virtually for the most part. I think there's some things that we can do, but it's going to be very limited because everything that we do is designed for crowds. Yes, that's yeah. one. We can't do that. Well, and one of one of the things they're doing, they're having concerts like um, in uh, parking lots and make it like a drive-in. So everybody yeah. sitting in their car. Mm -hmm. They're going to probably use like football fields and turn them into uh, outdoor uh, uh, concert centers where the uh, um, artists will be very very far distance on the stage, and you'll have screens and whatever. You're going to have to reinvent it. Yes. Yeah, but, but that's it. It'll live on forever. I mean, oh, can't, absolutely. absolutely can't kill us. That's right. You know, Look, that. the performing arts has been around forever, forever. So you it know, will come back. You know why, don't you? Why? Why? 
Because God created it. <laughs> she already knew that, right? I hear you. That but but that's why. See, I, you know, during times like this, you have you have a chance to sit and think about those things. And when you do, you come out healthier, wiser, and wealthy. You're gonna make some money too, guys. Yes, let's let's go make some money. <laughs> I know. Um, do you um do you have envision or are there any um theater projects that you want to do in your career or uh, yeah yeah uh, <clears throat> what i have is a one woman autobiographical autobiographical play that i wrote but i'm not a playwright so what i'm going to do is put it in somebody's um theater let them give me a director and writer and actually develop that i want to start with that and yeah. then <clears throat> there are a couple of things um that may be developed for me because people think i have an interesting personality uh, you think <laughs> i think <laughs> <laughs> you, and, you know, you know, it's interesting. I'm getting a chance to, see, to show that because we do all these interviews and I'm just being me. But usually, um, because singing has been the, the major part of my career, you don't really see that side of me because I don't really do a lot of talking. I mean, I do some talking, but it's primarily uh, um, doing the music and, and, and interpreting the music. So this may, maybe, maybe I'll go back to things like Pearly where I'll do some expansion of uh, musical comedy or, or comedy, because I think that's, it's just natural for me. And I love right. it. <laughs> yeah, I saw you, my dad took me to New York. I grew up in Philadelphia and um, and we went to see Pearly. I remember it. You do? Yes. Did you, did you come after it opened or during previews or? I think it was already open. I think it was already open. Was that because the reason why I asked is because, you know, the song I Got Love was not always in that show. Oh, wow. It was in it when I saw it, for sure. Okay, yeah, because um, what happened was when I went to see if I was trying to learn how to audition. <laughs> when I went to audition for Pearly, uh, and because one of the girls in Harris said, you know, you really didn't audition to get into the show. Just having these auditions. And she said, well, yeah, what you have to do, Mel, is you have to try to be like, well, they, y'all guys are now typecast. You, know? <laughs> you have to try to look like the part. You do a little research on the role. So she told me that what the character was like, and she told me where to go. And the reason I got the role, though, was because I was raised from a backwoods woman from Salisbury, North Carolina. She was a cotton chopper. She was orphaned. She never learned to read or write. And I talked just like her. And you guys thought I studied acting. And, wow. And acting is reacting and observation, right? So look at that. I know that now, yeah. Yeah. Well, you won we, the Tony Award, for God's sake. You won sake. the Tony. When we were putting together the clips of your career, Lee was like, you need to put Pearly in. You need to have her singing that song because he saw it. And it's but what I was going to say to you was that um, when I auditioned for the show, uh, Phil Rose was the director and the producer, and he never heard me sing. But the lady who was the... Um, conductor, musical conductor for uh, Hurley, had also been the conductor for Hair. She says, you really ought to hear this kid sing. She's got a great voice. Ah, eh, we're not interested. We just want to see if she can act. <laughs> well. So in the show, I only had one song to do, and it was the title song, Hurley. But it kept stopping the show. So people came to say, you should get that girl another song. So anyway, that's why they wrote I Got Love, so I could sing all those notes and everything like that. And how long into the run, or was it added in previews? Oh, uh, just probably just before the show opened. Yeah, yeah, amazing. It was amazing. 
Well, Thank you. You are um, active on social media. People can follow you, right, on your Facebook, yeah. Instagram, and you yeah. list your virtual concerts are on there. Yes, they are. And that's the best way to keep in touch with all things Melba. Absolutely. Yeah. And buy the new single on iTunes. I bought it today. Thank it's you. On, yes, it's on all the streaming platforms, all of them. I didn't mean to break your lights. No, <laughs> no literally, my glass just shattered. My glass just shattered. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, we can't thank you enough for joining us tonight. You are a breath of fresh air. You really are. And you sound great. You look great. And, you know, stay healthy. And, and we wish you we wish yeah. you only good things. I bless you both. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for being here. See you on River Road. Yes. I'm calling. We're going. I'm ready. Put my my jogging pants and yes. sleep on. Let's go. I'm ready. Thank you, Melba. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Wow. We had the most. I had the best time. That was fun. Uh, do you think that was really fun? I was a little. I was a little um, like a little tongue-tied because I just had this moment. I remember seeing her in Perlia when she sang, I got love. I, I, I had never experienced that. You know, it was one of the first Broadway shows, if not the first Broadway show that I saw, I can't remember, but that, you know, star power and, and watching the clip, that's why I said, it's like, it was like effortless. Or so it appeared, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, people that when you've got it, like it's one of those things, like when you've got that fat, whatever that magic dust is and you just are st like. Yeah. That so works. that was great. <laughs> that was really fun. And Melissa is an icon. Like literally she's like. She's written so many songs that, you know, formed uh, our musical upbringing. You know what I mean? And. I put the picture of my parents and my brother on before because you know my Rose and Greg Bannon out there and and my brother Sean like they're the reason that I'm as nutty and into music as I am and and like uh, so and like we grew up with Melissa Manchester's album like Melba Moore like the music of uh, like that's the music that makes me think of my family I know I and the show Lee in all the weeks we've done we've had big stars but this week my cousin Carrie who wrote me and was like Melissa Manchester was my life in high school and my friends that were talking about Melba and my cousin Barbara is in LA and she was like, I have to watch you, Melba and Melissa. Like, I don't, I, I know. It, it is just, you know. It's great. It's great. I love it. Great. Thursdays are the best day of the week. They are the best days of the week for sure. Yeah. If you want to support the show uh, so we can keep coming back, there's our little virtual tip jar. Listen. I just want to say, you know, we were talking about this this week. It's like, the, the, how do we have ask people to contribute in these tough times? But if you were at a piano bar and you saw me and, and Lee or or someone, you would throw a buck or two. And we're not asking for a lot, but the show does cost us money. It does cost money to stream it, and it does cost money to promote it and to get these those people we want on and to be able to get viewers. We have to we have to try to keep growing. So if you can, please send a buck or two. The money will go to making the show better. It won't go to me and Lee's, you know, renovation. Hair and makeup. My hair. There's no hair and makeup on this. There's show. no hair and makeup. Okay, next week. Next week, we have the incredible Laura Bell Bundy, 
who was the original star of um, Legally Blonde and in Hairspray on Broadway. And then she had an amazing country music career. She is one of the funniest people. I mean, her videos, her parodies, she's brilliant. She's just brilliant. Um, and we have been wanting to have her on since the beginning. She had her own little bout with COVID. She's fine, she's fine. Um, she just had a baby. And um, so she's gonna be here for the whole hour. We're yep. very excited about that. And then on, I think it's September 3rd, the first Thursday in September, we have um, Javier Munoz, who was created the role of Usnavi in, in the Heights with Lin-Manuel Miranda, and then created the role of Hamilton with Lin-Manuel Miranda. And he was Lin-Manuel's cover for both of those uh, roles. And when Lin-Manuel left those productions, Javier took over the role. He's amazing. I produced a concert here in LA last October with him and Mandy Gonzalez, who is on the show, also starring in Hamilton. And they were unbelievable. They were just so incredible together. The joy on that stage and the energy between them was incredible. Um, we've got so much exciting things coming up. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. We're I'm very booking, excited. We're booking the show. The show's like practically booked through September and we're not going anywhere. Evidently not. <laughs> if you like it or not, we're still here. <laughs> so send us, if you want somebody on, we we, we have no shame. We'll ask anybody. And, we'll, and, Hello. and, and the most amazing people say yes. So keep watching. I mean, it's amazing how we've grown and, and some weeks, you know, we've thousands of people watching us. Great. So fun. So All right. Everybody stay safe. Really, wash your hands, wear a mask, and vote. 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 Very important. Please vote. All right. Everybody, Robert? have a good night. Lee, this was the most this was fun. fun. This was really fun. Really? Yes. Thank, thank you, you Melba. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Lee. All right. Until next See week. you next week. Bye, everyone. Mwah. It's time for Quarantine Cabaret Cocktails with Robert Bannon and Lee Lessig.